baby Today's the day I break 80 Want the ball to draw But it keeps on fading No OB and no bogeys I gotta keep it on the 80 It's the gold Did yeah, you hit it on one Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 This is episode 48 of the Break 80 Podcast. Styles joined by Mike and Tim. And with master storylines all over the board, we've got so much to dive into. Pretty excited about it. Before we do, I got to say that, um, fellas, when we did our Break 80 event Saturday at Mulligan's Indoor, I had never had a pimento cheese sandwich. And why? I guess I have no idea. I just never had one. But apparently I've been missing out because I tried one of Tim's. And that baby was delish. I was flabbergasted at how delicious that was and how it tasted. So, Tim, job well done. I'll be having more of those uh, going forward on Masters uh, I, Masters Week. I appreciate you eating that one, too, because I think I, I may have eaten seven throughout the day. Yeah, I know. I just want to say um, some team shot three under best ball at Augusta. And every single time I tried to hit a club, the sim, I was all over the place. Long, short, long, short. I could not figure out a yardage to save my life. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. But, uh, yeah, we got lots to get to. So many storylines. I mean, they wrote wrote themselves. I mean, this is – I'm going to enjoy talking about it because there's just so much to talk about. But I guess we can't go too far without mentioning um, John Rahm, the guy that won. And he's now moved into world number one, second major, first master's. I think what was most fascinating with um, him winning this is the fact that, first of all, he was the best player by far. So, and why I say that is because he got the worst draw, you know, of anybody with the weather. Um, you know, he, you know, Kepka got off to a good lead, but he had great weather, had no rain to deal with until what ten holes into, um, you know, maybe the first ten holes of round three was Kepka, the only really rain. Kepka played over par in the bad weather rounds. Yeah, and, and and he didn't have any of that. And I, you know, one of the things I, I kind of want to bring up with this, this whole John Rahm winning this is, you know, the maturity that he's really developed over the last, I don't know, number of years to get to, to number one. I think he's always been super talented. But what really fascinated me when he, you know, I think he came off the course on, I don't remember, it was, I think it was Friday after, you know, just playing and all that junk. And uh, he said it was fun. That was his comment. I had fun out there and I couldn't believe that because I know the night before I was, I was on uh, the Twitter machine and, and Justin Thomas is on there already tweeting about how bad of a draw he got basically, you know, like already kind of mentally defeating himself. And it's no, you know, it's, it's ironic that he goes out there and shoots a 42 in the back nine. Justin Thomas, that is. He bogeyed six of the last eight to miss the cut. Exactly. And there was just this thing, you know, he's usually a pretty good, you know, bad weather player. But when I saw him tweet that, I see Rom's attitude versus his, you know, Justin Thomas was in the tournament. Like he let that infect him. He let that bother him. And uh, yeah, he just went out there and, you know, butchered the butchered the scorecard, missed the cut, all that stuff. And Rom comes in, hangs in there, hangs in there, you know, kind of pitches in a birdie here and there, makes some good par saves. 
you know, doesn't necessarily go low, but doesn't, you know, shoot himself out of the tournament. I thought that was showing a lot of growth from John Rahm, who we know when something typically went bad a number of years ago, um, it usually dominoed into to his scores and, and worse and things, you know, kept kind of dominoing. So I was kind of, I was good to see that. I think he's made a lot of progress and yeah, definitely deserve a number one. Yeah. He's only 28 years old too. I mean, it's, it's not like he's, he's old by any means that he's, he's really matured into this. Although I guess he's a dad now and that changes perspective um, as you two can, can probably perspective. To. Yeah. Every, yeah. every five footer I stand over, I just think of my daughter's. <laughs> i probably should because i'm thinking about a million other things i shouldn't be thinking of but so i also found it fascinating that he four putted the first hole i mean that's and i say that i was i was i was watching with interest because i did pick john rom in my fantasy golf and it's like you know the guy that you spend all this points on and money on comes out and four puts the first hole you think you're done you know it's like instant reaction i always like to call it ort o-r-t overreaction Thursday, I was firing off tweets of friends and buddies. Like I'm already out of it. I'm done. Rom's already out of it. But what do you know? Just kind of grits his way back, shoots a 65 with eight birdies and an Eagle after that double. Um, Remember, you know, that's kind of crazy. You think about the normal player. Holy shit. If I, if I four part of the first green of golf, I would just be pissed the whole round. <laughs> but remember last year when Tom Kim made a quadruple bogey on the first hole of the tournament and won? Mm. Like, that's worse than the four-putt double. But these guys are so good at just letting it go. Like, John Rahm just forgets. He knows he's going to make birdies, especially at Augusta. You know you're going to make some birdies. And uh, he just, yeah, gets on a roll. I don't – I think – well, one thing is he is a fantastic driver of the golf ball. Like, if you watched – you know, we could talk about Kepka in a second. He was all over the place on Sunday. But Rom hits that little baby cut over and over and over. And if he misses, it's just by a little bit. He doesn't ever, other than 18, I don't know what he was doing in 18, where he, where he had hit the provisional, he hit it into the, like the left. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. I was going to talk um, about that. But like, so I was looking up some stuff on Kepka, and I found this interesting thing. It's in, when he was testing with Callaway, you know, for new drivers or whatever. Are you talking and, about Rom? Yeah, Rom in 2022, okay, Rom. last year when they're testing the the whatever it's called, their new driver, uh, the paradigm, the paradigm. He recorded ten straight drives with a spin difference of less than 100 RPMs, which was better than the robot, better than than <laughs> that, like than Iron Byron, which is crazy. He's so consistent, like just a consistently good driver of the golf ball. He's not he's long, but he's not like over super long. He's like. 15 yards longer than the average guy out there. So he's pretty, it's a pretty deep, but like so repeatable, that compact swing and just repeatable, repeatable little baby cut over and over again. And yeah, I don't know. He just got that. Um, like he's not, I don't know if like, I don't know where he, where he ranks putting wise and chipping wise, but he made so many like five to eight foot putts, you know, when he, when he had to over and over again. But um he actually made a comment. What did he say? He was talking about how he plays. And um, it was, I think it was actually after something. I heard it this morning. And he said, you know, when you start playing conservative is when you start, you know, to lose it. He said, if I'm up by three strokes, 
I want to be up by four strokes. And he just, he goes, he says, I play aggressive, but at Augusta, you can do that just to smart smots, you know, like, uh, like when he, I think I thought to me, the most, the turning point, or maybe the most important was on 14 when he hit it a little bit right. And he had, he didn't, he wasn't like completely blocked out. He was behind that tree kind of, but he hit that cut to the proper spot. So it would release down right by the hole, like four feet. Um, that and well, that and probably three and four when he went birdie par and Kepka made a bogey or whatever. And that was a two shot swing too, but yeah, I don't know. He's just guy's good. I can't imagine like I actually, I don't. Well, I never feel bad for Brooks Kepka, but like, can you imagine if Brooks comes out in the first hole and hits a three wood off of the planet so far left into the other fairway, and you're and and Brooks has the two way miss going, and you know you know that John you're playing with John Rom. And you, he's like a charging bull, man. You know he's going to make birdies because he always does. And that's just got to be a really unnervy feeling when you don't know where the ball's going and the guy you're basically playing match play with, you know he's going to light it up at some point because John Ryan typically does that. That's got to feel shitty. <laughs> so I don't necessarily feel bad for, for Kepka, but like that's a terrible feeling. It was it, there for a while. It just felt like you could just place Rom's ball in the fairway. Just go yep. put it out in the fairway 320 yards down right in the center. And then Brooks was rolling the dice every time he had to, to get up and hit his driver. Um, for the listeners, though, I did go ahead and buy that ZX5 from Strixon. It uh, tested really well. So that's that's going in the bag. Um, I hope that uh, I can hit a little more accurately than Brooks did on, on Sunday. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, talk Kep- let's talk Kepka. Hold on. I want to finish one thing with, with Rom first. What, one other thing I find fascinating is the fact that, you know, this tournament, um, you know, what does it mean? You know, it it just has a. It seems to me like it has a little bit more stakes than a lot of the other tournaments. And the reason I say that is because, you know, you get a, you get a jacket. You're in this fraternity. You get to play the Masters forever. You, there's all these things that come with winning the Masters, right? And it's it's the same with other you know the other tournaments too, but not to this degree it seems. And I found it interesting that the last two years, the best players in the world you know, even standing on that 18 tee box or standing on that 18 green had a really hard time, you know, closing it. John Rahm had a drive that you would never have seen the entire day. Just a random snap hook pull, you know, trying to get in that clubhouse. Scotty Scheffler last year, four putts, 18, just trying to get that ball in the hole. Just to, it means so much to so many people winning the masters, the history, the, the allure Brooks Kepka. If he wins that Masters, he basically is um he's set for life in that major. You know, he's in live. You know, if he if he wins that, I bet there's a lot of pressure on him to pull that one out because if he does, that's huge for his brand. He's in the Masters just like Patrick Reed and Phil Mickelson, who are other live guys. He'll get to play that every single year, no matter what. There's just so much it feels like at stake yeah, to find be- these guys struggle to come in is is Fascinating to me. He it's, would then be so, one leg from the Grand Slam too. Yeah, Open Championship. It's it's odd though because the Masters is like the major that wouldn't or shouldn't have been, right? It was this side event done by a real estate guy in the Atlanta area and Bobby Jones, and an attempt to get media personnel coming back from str- spring training baseball down in Florida as they started to travel north for the rest of their, their sports coverage, right. To get them to stop somewhere. 
And it was not a hit. I mean, it wasn't until Arnold Palmer really came around that the Masters was was really a big thing. It was the invention of TV, TV coverage, and Arnold Palmer all all kind of coming together at the same time that really lifted this event up. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree. The jacket, awesome. Although green jacket, yellow jacket, who gives a shit, right? Because Brooks <laughs> didn't win. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit. Um. <laughs> Well, I think no matter where you are in the world, the Masters is one of your top two favorites. You know, Americans want, you know, when you're a kid, you want to make the putt to win the Masters or the U.S. Open or something. And like and like John Rahm said, it's for, for Europeans, it's the it's the the Open Championship or the Masters, you know, and for us purists of the game, we know it's the Open Championship is the greatest of them all. And the Masters is second, maybe or third, whatever. Every, everybody knows the PGA Championship is dead last, except Gary Player. Um, <laughs> who are for some reason rated it above uh, the Masters, but um, there's there's some cool history there though. The, the W or the Western yeah, Golf I, Association and the PGA and the split. And I am do you, I'm endlessly fascinated by the type of player that wins at the Masters. Like I was trying to think about this today. I was like, you know, like like the Spaniards. Um, and by the way, do they all hate Sergio because they never talk about him? You know, they always talk about Seve, obviously, but Maria Olathebel got a lot of love this week. He won a couple, and nobody said shit about Sergio Hardly, and he won one too. He's a Spaniard with the Masters. Um, But you look at those four Spanish guys, all of them, uh, you know, have like, Olathebel's a pretty good thing, but they all have great, like, hands and touch, and they have their, you know, like, with their golf swing. Maybe not Sergio, like, putting, but... They all have kind of unique swings and they just own it. Like Sergio, crazy, shallow, great ball striker. Rom's got the short swing. Debbie was kind of all over the place sometimes with the driver. Uh, but they all have like that unique, uh, you know, the ability to pull off shots, you know, where some people don't. Uh-huh. Like Rory, like Rory to me is kind of like, I was trying to, I was trying to put a connection together between like, you know, like Rory's more of that, He's the science guy, you know, like Ra made more of an art golf's more of an art, you know, cause he's got the unique swing and all that stuff where Rory's more like, you know, the perfect swing and all this stuff, more of a science to it, where I think Augusta takes a little more of an art, you know, a little flair. You got to get up and down from cr- crazy spots once in a while. And Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. You know, guys that can you know, do that kind of, um, you have to have that. I mean, think about when, when, Reed won it. You know, he's doing the helicopter finish on these cut shots. You yeah. know, he's he's doing trying. I mean, Spieth has had how many number of, you know, Phil Mickelson. I mean, these guys yeah. that play well here are all guys that have these unique ability of, they're, to they're see. Feel, they're feel players. They're feel players. Feel and then also know the contours, how to, you know, you know, play a unique shot, take balls and try this shot around the greens that maybe somebody else hasn't tried, you know, so it's. I agree. Like, it's just not a, but then, but then when uh, I was thinking about it, there were players that put a dent in that theory though, Adam Scott won. you would never associate Adam Scott with being a great field player, chipping and putting, you know, he's a, the most beautiful swing in golf, you know, great ball striker, but he won the masters. And there's a few, well, guys, he hit, and, when he hit 90% of the greens, you know, there's well, doesn't the thing. Take... I think, yeah, you know, that's where like a guy like Morikawa who isn't a great chipper or putter of the golf ball by, tour match tour stretch should do well there because he's such a good iron player and you have to hit to such small spots on greens. You know, he should do well there. Patrick Cantlay is another guy 
you know, who, who is, you know, solid, but I don't think you'd, you'd put him up in there in like a Jordan Spieth category for chipping, but he hits the ball really well. Like Hovland. Yeah. Hovland. They're just like machines of, of consistency hitting iron. So they should do well there. But a lot of times, I bet you, I bet you went on the list of at least modern golf the last 30 years. It's gotta be a really high percentage. If you count tiger in there, cause he, yeah, he could do all this stuff too. Of guys, like you said, that they can just get it around, find a way to get it in the hole. They, they, they're creative. You know, they're, they're not just machines. They're art. They're, they're, like they, they're like, up, golf, like golf is art to them. You didn't bring up Bubba, who's arguably the biggest yeah, artist. Bubba. Yeah, look at that. Bubba, Bubba has Twice. never sniffed any other major, really. But there yeah. it works because he, he can hit those big shots when you have to into certain spots. And yeah, he's, and he's Bubba, Bubba is actually really known for an ex, like a really, really good leg putter. You know, he, yeah. he never likes to attack putts. He likes to drop them in the hole like barely. He's very touchy. You know, that's fast, fast green goes right down his alley. You know, anything that's a little bit slower, doesn't really fit his eyes, speeds he can't get down. But for whatever reason, Augusta didn't play well this week, but you know, he's got two green jackets. So yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting venue. It's you know, you get the same thing every year. We we all knew that Spieth is going to play well. We all knew that, you know, certain guys are going to show up. But one guy that, you know, maybe Tim had on his radar was was Mr. Kepka that found a way to go back in the time machine and just ball strike the shit out of that golf ball and just look like an absolute robot for two rounds. I didn't I didn't know what was going to I mean if he if he got a great he got a great draw, but I thought it was kind of fun having him play well for a while because I I was hoping that he would go toe to toe with somebody and, and it ended up happening. So yeah, I was I was really cheering for the the mano a mano duel of him and Rom and that final group, but unfortunately, as as we all saw, he kind of fell apart. Uh, first couple rounds, especially that very first round where he went seven under, he made a decent amount of five to eight footers for par, but he missed at least the same amount that he made um, in that birdie range. He missed so many short birdie putts in that first round where he could have really gone a few strokes lower than he did. Uh, Would that have made the difference? Probably not. But, man, it was good to see him up at the top of the leaderboard. And just so everyone knows, my picks through the Masters app all live, guys. So uh, (laughs) it was kept. It was Kepka, it was Reed, it was uh, DJ. No way you say and... Phil. Okay. No, no, no I just, Phil. oh, man. We'll, we'll oh, that's that. out of left field. We'll get to that yeah, in a Phil, second. Phil will be next. We'll, 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 we'll break down Phil next. So, like, uh, but I, I was top 20, what, top 15% of, of total outcome picks in the nation picking all live. So right. that's a pretty strong tournament. Or that's a pretty strong uh, group okay, of golfers get, over there that live have. I'll get back to that in a second. I think, I think. Yes, Liv had a good show for sure, hundred percent. But I think they missed out on the big showing because well, I'll get to that in a second. But Kepka, um, you know, I don't know if there's anybody in the last, I don't know, twenty years. We'll count the Tiger era, other than Tiger, who is more methodical in his approach to the majors. Like when you watch Kepka out there. Other than I know he's, he was terrible Sunday, but I, and he got good weather, but he's so methodical. Like if he gets in trouble, he never, he never tries to do anything crazy. He just gets it out somewhere safe. You know, he hits to the safe, safe part of the green. He, you know, everything he does is very, he's a very conservative golfer in the majors. He really is. Um, and, and, and I think the problem he has then is he got behind cause he was playing shitty 
And he doesn't have that kind of like fill, you know, go at every pin, you know, kind of try to make birdies thing. His thing is, is very conservative, you know, hit the middle of the green, but, but that's just how he always is. The slow play apparently annoyed him. Um, but I think he's got a little bit of a pro- an issue. He has, he has not been good uh, in some majors on Sundays. If you, you can go all the way back to Beth page black where he was way ahead. He shot like 63 one day. He shot 74 on Sunday. He shot two over and people almost caught him. He hung on to win. DJ almost caught him. Huh? DJ almost caught him at Beth page. Guys almost caught him. And then, um, he had another one after that on a Sunday where he faltered, didn't play well. He was like tied for the lead or something going in. Well, Pebble with yeah, Gary Pebble, Wood- he had a, he had a chance there with Gary Wood or Woodland's year. Like yep. he has really struggled. Like his last, if you if you don't count the last two years where he was hurt and shit, you know, like he what he even talked about that. His if you throw those two years out, his last like three majors where he's been in contention on Sunday, he's really struggled, do, and that includes we, one win. Do we talk about Kiwa with Phil? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a big, yeah. that was a big falter. You know, he's well, really, I mean, there's something going on there. Like he really has struggled on Sundays. The the issue is that you're not supposed, you're, you're only supposed to play 54 holes. I mean, everyone knows that. So <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go to the, to the low hanging fruit. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he already, well, he already won the masters. It, it ended on Saturday and I saw uh, that. Pesca won. <laughs> I, well, let's talk about live guys then. Um, and here was my take on it. You know, Liv has really been floundering. Their TV ratings are terrible on CW or whatever. Um, and yeah, they did have a great finish. They finished basically what two, three, four, or something like that. Yep. Yep. You know, and the other guys did well too. Jocko played well. Cam Smith hit one of the craziest bunker shots I've ever seen on that par five, by the way, from like whatever to like eighty or something. But nobody really saw it. Like Phil and Reed came from behind, so they, they you know they weren't really. The cameras were fixed on Kepka, Kepka and Rom. That's who everybody's watching, and Kepka just blew up with just, I mean, didn't, I mean, what did he shoot seventy five? Is that what he shot? I think Sunday, something like that. You know, him and Hovland were the only two guys shot over par anywhere near the top, like fifteen guys. Everybody else was under par, and I think that just fed that you know the low hanging fruit narrative that oh he ran out of gas the last eighteen holes, which really isn't true. It was the last thirty six. It was all you know because I think he was good. Saturday at, through the first six holes when they stopped play and when they, cause he was a one under, I think at that point for that day mm-hmm. from the time they came back on Sunday and played, he was, he was well over par. Um, he, so did, he didn't make around. any birdies. That was the problem. Like he didn't yeah. play bad. It's just that he never could take a bogey and get it back with a birdie at some yeah. point. Like he just always, for whatever reason, couldn't get that momentum. I'm getting, you know, those birdies on holes that he probably should have with those funnel pins. You know, you're thinking even on like one, a lot of guys started off the round on Sunday with a birdie because that pin, if you had a decent drive, you just, it funnels right back to the hole. Well, he pulls one so far left. He's got 220 in, you know, these other guys got 160 in, you know? Yeah. I mean, and two, you know, two can, you can get eight birdies. Yeah. If if you can't bury the par fives at Augusta, you're in, you're in trouble. You're not, but realistically, Holes one through seven are, are the, is the hardest stretch. You know, if you can get to there, once you get to eight, eight through 18 is where the guys just start going ballistic, you know, making birdies all over the place. Um, yeah. You got to get through 10, 11 and 12. Those can be, you know, yeah. we just talk about your main corner that, that, but that, you know, 10 for whatever reason, isn't like one that you're going to get like a triple or anything. There's no, like, 
you know, unless yeah. you're Rory, I guess. But but uh, you know, eleven got a lot of people. That that is a re- mm-hmm. that second shot has to be one of the hardest shots in the world. It is. I think I haven't looked at the stats for what the scoring average was in eleven, but a lot of guys have also figured that one out too. You know, you just you just throw it out to the right, bail right, and if you miss the green, you miss the green, and you chip it up there. You know, whatever. Uh, and if you're on the green, you leg it. You know they've kind of figured that out a little bit. Like they just throw it out right and try to bring it in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen more uncommitted swings on eleven than I have. You know, watching the Masters. Well, I've seen when it's so playing, many when it's playing long and you know when it was wet and playing longer. They're hitting longer clubs in there than mm-hmm. they normally do. Well, what about incognito Phil? I mean, the dude is wearing sunglasses. In, I mean, in this... the in the rainstorm, his putting <laughs> the there, was a, there was not sun for like forty hours straight, and he's playing in sunglasses. How, like, dude, how can put... you read a putt? How can you read a putt like that? Put a Top Gun jacket on that guy. I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but you know, he he doesn't say anything at the Champions Dinner. He he just basically, I heard, it sounds like he didn't say anything. Barely did any interviews. You know, he did a couple. You know, his weight loss looks like he's almost dying. It's just it, like it was like the corpse of Phil Mickelson out there. Yeah, the sun's not out. It's he's got eight Is he like hiding from people? I just I don't know. It was just bizarre. And then he just he just hung around, hung around. I always thought like a plus eight was coming. You know, like he just was gonna because he had not he has not shown any form, any any nothing, form. Nothing since nothing since, since Ki, nothing since Kiwa. Like I don't think he has a top thirty at in live he's been horrible on live like he's shown nothing but um but part of that is the is the masters certain guys you know freddie couples made the fucking cut again he's 60 he's 800 years old like you know that's just the golf course does that you know phil knows his way around you know he so like the days where he's not hitting it well he can hang in there just by knowing where to play it to and stuff like that and then he went psychotic on sunday he hit 16 greens in regulation on sunday like he yeah. was just striping it. Like he birdied 18, he birdied 17, 15, he birdied 16. He hit it right over the flag. He didn't make the putt from, you know, cause it went a little long, but yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, he was just throwing darts out there all over the place. It's 13, crazy. 13 added length didn't seem to bother a 52 year old. He's getting yeah. on that into, I mean, it, and they just, they didn't cover him right away. Cause there wasn't necessarily in contention. Kepka was still at the top yeah. of the leaderboard. Well, the no had, that's the thing that Rom Ra- and Kepka were so far ahead for most of it. Nobody else got any attention, which another thing that kind of sucks though, is the masters hasn't had a close finish in a while, you know, like this year, Ram off, won by know, a bunch. Scheffler won by a bunch last year, 2020 Hideki faltered for a little while, but he, but he hung, no, that was Dustin Johnson in the fall. 2020 won by a bunch, right? 2020, 2021, 2021 was Hideki. Yep. And night, Tiger's year had some drama, but at the end, Tiger only had to make a bogey or something to win. Like yep. there hasn't been one coming down to the finish, like real tight for a while, which kind of sucks. But yeah. um, well, well, he, you know, Phil. One thing that you know was was bizarre was the fact that his, I can't remember what the stat was, but he was in a shit ton of fairways. He was hitting almost all the fairways, and that's you know kind of him. He's known for spraying this spraying that and that's what it was like i guess i guess he was kind of like that early on the first couple rounds he just could you know he's able to kind of kind of score without hitting the ball that great and then he just got a i think spieth and him really fed off each other i mean how many birdies do they make in their group a lot a lot i mean bert spieth had what nine 
I don't know. He could, Spieth could have had a chance to hang in there if he wouldn't. The one hole he was, I've never seen anybody on camera so far in the woods on a hole. Like you couldn't even see him. All you could hear is him. Is that, that hole five? Him and uh, him and Greller were talking. <laughs> he was probably beating Greller with a club when it wasn't on camera. I don't know. But, but he's like, did I take a drop? I don't know if I get too close. And the whole time, you have no idea. You're watching. Yeah. You you can't even see what's going on. They're so thick in the woods. Let, let's talk Smith in a second. What, what but, did you guys, what, what feels did you have? Watching Phil, you know, make that putt on 18, you know, make that charge. What kind um, of feel did you have? Because if it was Jeff's feels from, let's say, five years ago, I would have just been losing my mind, you know, Phil making a charge. And by the way, putting arm lock. See that? He was putting arm lock um, with like a big long putter. But anyway, um, you know, I was always a Phil guy. Like, and I was a Tiger guy too, you know, you, you whatever. What I always liked about Phil is like, I'm sure he's an arrogant douche, but he would usually tell it like it is somewhat, you know, he'd tell you I suck today or whatever. But for, in my opinion, and maybe you guys disagree here. Um, and this is why I actually felt really good for Phil. Cause he's had a really, you know, a lot of it self-inflicted by things he said and done or whatever. He's had a rough like couple of years where Phil, Phil, after he won at Kiwa, should have been celebrated like that that whole next year should have been like a you know your your 2021 PGA champion is here you know Phil Mickelson and instead he was nowhere to be found because of all the live stuff and everything but i think to me Phil Mickelson's a top 5 player of all time you know he has a lot of it has to do with longevity a little it, bit so gain the four wait stop on that statement tiger, no, no, tiger I, jack I tiger jack tiger jack Arnie. Could, Arnie, but Arnie's got one more major than Phil. And Phil is second all time in second places. He has 12 now. He's only uh, behind Jack in seconds. And Phil Mickelson has won a major in three different decades and got second in a fourth. So he's got a like he's got four decades of incredible, incredible golf. Uh, you know, so. I mean, I mean, the other guys you would put ahead of them are like really old, Hogan. School, you know, maybe Hogan, maybe Sneed, maybe Sarazen, but like Phil is right up there. Like he is on that, like four to six, seven range of the best players of all time. Like he deserves to be, you know, no matter what people think of live now and everything, he deserves, he deserves to be applauded and, and, and people, he should go down as one of the best players ever because he is. It's undoubted. I mean, Jesus, he won. A, he won a PGA Tour event as an amateur. Like that is he did that also. Like he's won six majors. Mm-hmm. He won a PGA Tour event as an amateur. You know, he's played in a billion Ryder Cups, including the one here where he went crazy in, in a singles match and made like ten birdies against, against Sergio, Sergio. That's right. And he's he got second in the nineteen ninety nine U.S. Open. That's his best closest he ever came to winning that one. And he won majors in in freaking three decades, different decades. We got like, second to Justin Rose too, didn't he? Yeah, he's got a couple seconds. Medina, but, but like he is. Does a... he strike fear into you though? Does does seeing Phil on the top of a leaderboard going into that final round no, with like, 10, 10 holes left strike fear into you like a Kepka does or a um, a uh, Rom Kepka or wouldn't a, on Sunday a, a Woods or you know I was sitting on a Tiger, but here's my other point with Tiger. You you know Phil did all of that in the Tiger era. Phil would have more majors if Tiger, you know, like he's going up against the most dominant golfer in the history of the game in his prime. And Phil still has six majors. 
12 seconds. I mean, Phil's a generational I, talent. Like he deserves, like I know he can be an idiot and I know he, you know, whatever the live stuff now, but he deserves to be like applauded for how, for his greatness. Cause he is. How about this? Great. How about this? You know, let's say, you know, 35 years older and beyond. Doesn't he have one of the best resumes from oh, anybody? I mean, that's, sure. that's where he, like he turned it on in those later half. I mean, he, squandered a little bit when he was younger couldn't quite finish or whatever but once he once he kind of found how to win some of those big events they just kept the floodgates opened well that's the thing you know like everybody always talks about tiger reinventing his swing and reinventing himself which is but phil's done the same thing you know phil phil won the 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 open championship you know in 2013 when nobody ever said he could win the open Hits it too high, doesn't have the game to do it, and he did it. Like he he went in there and hit that little stinger all the time, and he shot a billion under par and did it. And then he won at Kiwa when he was too old. He's washed up. Like he's reinvented himself many many times. Um, and I, I and I, what else I liked about Phil is he was always kind of an innovator of trying things a little different. Remember he came with the two drivers the one year and he's gonna do this and that. <laughs> he always tried some quirky stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I just. I think he should be applauded. Like I, I'm glad he did a, at least did an interview afterwards and stuff. And I know they brought up the live questions and, but he should get all the credit in the world for what he did. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even think about the, the you know, the battle with Stenson where it's like, you know, he yeah. would have won that walking away. He would have beat anybody else in the field except for the one guy. Yeah. And, and, and Stenson was out of his mind that, that week. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's golf. You know, you just, you gotta beat the course and you gotta beat everybody else that plays the course. And sometimes it doesn't work out, but Anything else on Phil, Tim? I, I would say it's just, it was a good representation of the talent that's still on live. Oh my God. <laughs> but I, I, well, I, I completely, well, like, I completely agree they, with, with Mike. Of course they have on, talented guys. I mean, they should. You, if you're up getting paid a hundred and some million dollars, you better be pretty damn good at what you do. Like, of course they're talented guys other than Bryson. But, um, but yeah. I think this, this also justifies why we need the masters why we need the opens why we need the pga to stay unbiased as not a part of the pga tour but as a part of their their own individual golf organizations because um it was a great storyline the whole week had, had this underlying tone of live versus pga and are the guys going to be able to match up you know is there animosity between them? I, I think we all saw that there wasn't, that a lot of the guys were out there having a, a good time together. Um, but I think it was, it was just kind of the, the villain versus hero kind of, I, yeah, kind of talk all week long. And I, again, I, I, I don't think live was bad for the game at all. And I think that that the two teams or the two organizations kind of butting heads during these majors, uh, is even more evidence that it it is good for the game. It gives it this really cool storyline. I think that there's certain live guys that have a, you know, it was hard to watch them go to live because there's just, you know, you've viewed them as ultra competitors, you know, like competition, you know, thrives on them, right? Phil, Brooks, actually Reed, you know, Patrick Reed is a competitor. But then you look at a guy like Dustin Johnson. Looks like he put on a bunch of weight. Didn't play great at all. Yeah, he doesn't look. He doesn't, you know, doesn't. I is Liv really going to kind of wreck his career? I mean, is he going to rejuvenate? I mean, he just looked to me like he he was just very. I don't know. He didn't get really. Yeah, he made the cut, but he just 
not the Dustin Johnson that you thought. You know, Cameron Smith, Mike talked about it. Um, Didn't do much. Very talented, very talented guy. Work ethic, I heard, was outstanding. But this live, for some of these guys, just whatever reason, kind of gets them back on their rocker. You know, I'm going to try to wait until maybe a major, and then I'll start practicing. You know, there's just not that, you know, ultra. Brooks Kepka, you saw in full swing. Like, he cares. He pretends like he doesn't. He wants to be one of the best. And if he's, he's not, guy, he, I think yeah. I think he'll never admit it. He's the one guy that's wishing he was still in the PGA Tour. I actually think Kepka is a guy behind the scenes that's really tight with some of those other guys. Like he talked about how he played with a bunch of them at Medalist and and Grove Twenty Three. Like he goes and plays with Justin Thomas and some of these guys a lot. And I think he's a guy that actually wants the competition. Like he would be a guy that would be loving the elevated events with all the best players. Yeah. You know when he's not, when he's not he doesn't get that ever at Live. It's just a free for all shit show. Yeah, right? yeah, but. But uh, PGA Tour Brooks was, you know, yeah, he won the waste management and, you know, he'd pop up here and there. But you know it well as anybody. If it was a PGA Tour event, don't pick Brooks. Yeah, but he but he would do well in the ones with with really good fields sometimes. Like, he, you know, like if you showed up at, um, you know, like, well, this week at RBC, you know, well, I guess some guys are pulling out now, but. Or the Genesis. I, Brooks would get up for that stuff with every good player in the world there because Brooks plays with a chip on his shoulder usually. Um, I don't know. Someone like Oosthuizen? Oost, what in the world? He shot like 8 billion and just withdrew. <laughs> like, holy cow. Kevin Na. Kevin Although, Na, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Na, was Na shot sick. 40 and then pretended to be sick and walked around like a zombie and then quit. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think there's just, uh, you know, I we'll see. I think... Yeah, I, I just think there's different mindsets of these guys. And, you know, Patrick Reed, he wants to play in all these other events. He wants to be in majors. I don't know. He just seems like a loner anyways. Like, I don't – he almost needs his own tour, like the Patrick Reed tour, because <laughs> I don't think he fits anywhere. All the cheaters. Everybody, everybody yeah. that's ever cheated. Dude, he's playing game. practice rounds by himself. I mean, he's got um, no friends. He loves it that way. I don't know why. He's psychotic. He's a narcissist. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't – Everything's my type. There we go. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that guy, but you know, Better he's crazy single, damn talented when he wants to be. The live, so. guy, the live guys will always, will always be in the masters though, because they have, there's some of them have one, have one, you know, that's, what I'm saying that, that's why Brooks, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Brooks because he knows he gets that jacket. He's yeah. locked in on this major and yeah. he can just, you know, prepare for it. Whatever other events, he can just kind of, you know, throw put some shorts on and go play in Orlando, whatever, but he will get to come <laughs> to the freaking masters. Well, Brooks, Brooks, year. Brooks must have exemptions. No, I mean, not they, what did he, what did he, was the last major, right? So Brooks yeah. must have, have exemptions to like next year, at least. Cause you get yeah, exemptions for winning a major, you get like five years. So I, I don't know. Little, he's got a little bit of exemptions, but I think he got, I think he bumped up to like 39th in the OWGR too. Yeah. He went up, he went week. up with his finish. Yeah. So I don't know anything. I was just going to bring up, you know, anything else on those guys. I was, was going to bring up a couple more guys. Like I, you know, Spieth, I was going to talk a little bit about, we talked about him in the, in the woods. Yeah. I mean, I talk, did, he, he did speed things. That's how he always, that's how he always plays. Things. I don't, that's why I love watching him. Like I don't care about the greller and the wine. <laughs> it's just, he's just fascinating to watch. I love the dude. I love that low fist pump when he hits another one. I love the shots. I love the, um, I don't know. I just, he's just 
he's got the it factor. I, I tell my buddies, they always tell, they'll, he'll hit a double bogey and I'll get texted it in quotations, you know, cause he's, but then he just, on that Sunday, he comes back. He thinks he's done this twice now. He, he did it a couple of years ago. I can't remember who won it that year. He bombed one in on 16. You think he's got a chance again. And then he just kind of fizzles out on 17 and 18. But, but uh, yeah, he's fascinating to watch. He's like the anti-live because he's played too much. He's played eight over the last 10 weeks. Like he's played over and over again because he's trying to find it still in the swing, I think. But <laughs> At least he's not doing that funky. He's not doing that funky little swing thing anymore. We gotta talk Tiger. Thank God. Well, before oh, yeah. we get to well, Tiger, I was, was going to bring up the Masters app itself that would tie into Tiger. We could talk Tiger now. I got, I got. I was just going to say, I got Sam Bennett on the, on the, on the line too. Uh, I was going to talk about all, all the people that played well, and then we'll get to the guys that that didn't perform. Okay, well, we do a Sam Bennett. That was great. Yeah, I mean, what's your, I mean, Tim, what's your thoughts on Sam Bennett? I mean. It, it hurts my spine watching him swing with the spine angle that he has. Like I, I was just his say, rotation is. I have a new appreciation for his swing after watching Jeff try to do it in the sim, <laughs> which I'll put, which I'll post by the way on social media here, like tomorrow or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know what the, you know what the coolest thing about Sam Bennett is, is yeah, he played great, whatever. He strapped he it like up. He, to, he strapped it up today and carried his own bag thirty six holes at a college event. Where was he at? Which one was it? I don't know. Are they playing in the Western Collegiate at oh, uh, the, the past, yeah past past Tiempo? That's on Gulch. I'm not sure. Uh, I just I yeah. it up today, but I was watching Derek watch, Kitchener watch play him again. D yeah, Hitch is on there. Timmy, I love that. What a man of the people. He also he looks like he should be the lead singer for an alt nineties rock band with that. That bad chin strap soul patch combo going on. I sure hope he went back to his NIL people because you know, like, like back in the day before NIL, he would have been like a true, true amateur. Like, there's no, like, let's say he would have hung on to like third place, he wouldn't have got jack shit. He wouldn't have got any of that million dollars. He would have got nothing. Now with NILs, like he had, he had shit all over his shirt, you know, before he even showed up, you know, there in a suncast hat. So he's already making some money. But I sure hope he went back to like suncast on his hat and said, Hey, I got a month and a half of college here before these NILs run out pay up because you've never had your name asked. What is this as much as it has been the last couple of days at the masters. So I hope he gets a little bit of cash out of this deal. I mean, making the final group two days is going to do that to you or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and we'll see what, we'll see what the future holds for him. You know, I, I, he's a, he seems like a good kid. He's great. He's obviously a good golfer. I think he's the third ranked amateur in the world, but, a lot of amateurs have popped up in the leaderboard at the Masters before. He sustained it for a little while anyway, and then you never hear from him again. So we'll see what was he fourteenth or he takes sixteenth? I mean, he was he, was, he needed to take twelfth yeah, to come back. I can't remember quite what he, he had. Dropped but... down a ways. I can't remember. How, um... um, I guess the one down. Uh, yeah, cool swing to watch. Uh, you know, he's made a lot of magic. I guess it's really hard to watch him stare at the hole eleven times. <laughs> he would look up at the hole, you know, on before a shot. His target eleven times I counted once. Like he's got, and he was doing that at the mid am too. He would just stand 16, over the 16. ball, 16th, stand over the ball. You know, you count, dude. Hit the ball. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Group, how, group I mean, him and Cantley. Oh, brutal, brutal. Watching that, but and Bryson put Bryson in that group too. Just make it, make it painful. Yeah. 
Did you you got to love it. Did you see the diagram today? Somebody posted, like, it was Golf Digest. Ever since Bryson made the par 67 comment, all the scores, they're just atrocious. <laughs> True car. Well, you know what? And that's kind of Sam Bennett. He basically called Augusta easy compared to all these other courses he plays. So, mm-hmm. um, and he got yeah, bit. He, yeah, he did get bit. He's got a good at, he's got a, a confident attitude. I, I will say too, like a lot of the feels on the dad story. I mean, that's a that's a storyline with dad and mm-hmm. getting his his tattoo of his la- dad's last words to him was pretty cool. And I, I you know, if he somehow would have to won that tournament, I, I with that, you know, going on with what his I think something like what does it say, Mike? What did it say in there? Uh, I watched it too. I saw, they they did a thing on it during the USAM too. It says, uh, what's his tattoo say? Something, something with you can do, or I don't know. Something it has like, to be doing like don't say, just do, or something, something like that. But yes. um, if he would have made it, let's say he would have hung on and played okay, and he would have been in that final group with Rom, he would have shit himself. Like there's no, <laughs> there's zero chance. Kepka couldn't handle it. Kepka was Kepka. all over the place, and Kepka's <laughs> about as steely as they come. There was no chance he would have he would have hung on in there. No, a way. guy that's played in that many close majors, won that many majors. <laughs> Put one so far left off of one. Oh my god, I it was mean, so bad on the shot tracer. Oh, that was like me at 17 against him at the Giants Ridge. <laughs> so it, his tattoo is his tattoo is don't wait to do something. Yeah, that's what it is. Sign pops pops that's on cool. what June 12th, 2020. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. But uh yeah, so well as as we go down, I think there's one more group that I want to kind of hit you know, from played decent, um, you know, that, that group, I kind of put Cantley and Hovland together. Are they somebody that you think will win a major? Yes. Both of them. Yeah. They hit it too good. What kind of course? Hmm. I, they could both win at Augusta. They could, you know, like I think Hovland, well, he blew up on Sunday, him and kept going two guys over, but Hovland has clearly made it a priority to fix his chipping, you know, or at least get better. He's talked about it. Like that's all he's worked on basically. Uh, and he's gotten better. He's not dead last anymore. And he is a fantastic ball striker. Like that guy does not miss the center of the face very often. And Cantley's way too good to not win, not win a major at least like, holy shit. He's like ranked like fourth in the world now. Like that guy, he's way too good overall game just solid everything he'll win i would he could win at augusta too i mean all these guys could win augusta suits so many different games if you think about it it's like it suits so many different types of players you know the only guys that can't win are maybe the guys who have that mix of not being able to get in play off the tee enough and just are terrible around the green by pga tour standards all of the guys who are like decent ball strikers are in the mix i mean zach johnson won you know, being just a solid ball striker, good putter. You know, so it's not always the flare, the flare guys that can make the crazy shots. Like I think Hovland falls into the category of just a solid ball striker. Like that guy is great. Him and Morikawa. Here's, here's some of the here's some of the the next upcoming U.S. Opens: LACC, yeah. Pinehurst, Oakmont, yeah. Shinnecock, Pebble, Wingfoot, Marion, Oakland Hills, and I mean. For some reason, I, chipping obviously not Pinehurst, but yeah, but he's getting. Like Pe- but he, I, I think like he somewhere like Pebble for both of them. 
and Pinehurst for for Cantlay because he's a great chipper. Yeah, and Cantlay could win it at an Oakmont, like where where he's got to get in play. You know, yeah. like he's a great ball striker too. But I think Hovland has. It's like uh, it's like like it's like Alcoholics Anonymous. Like the first step is admitting you have a problem, and he's <laughs> and and he's done that. Like he has openly said. He even said this week, like. I have been working on my chipping. Like he knows, he knows like the rest of us and everybody else that give, have talked about it everywhere in the golf world. He knows it. And he's worked a lot on it. And it's visibly better. Like there were times I was watching him, like especially that one round where he shot a good score. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a tough chip. And he hit a really good chip. Like, so I think he's getting better and he knows it and he's working on it. So I don't know. He's, he's good. There's no, there's no reason he can't win at any course. I thought I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up too: how good is the app? Is oh, the fantastic. coverage is, and why can't the other majors? The the Open does a pretty good job, but the other majors just can't seem to put together quite the package that that Augusta and the Masters does. Saturday's uh, TV coverage was horrible. You know when they were like, it was awful. The app was. I was just watching on my phone. So much better. Um, I don't know. Part of it has to be IBM, right? Like IBM is one of the huge sponsors. They gotta be. They gotta be doing a bunch of the tech stuff for them, aren't they? I don't. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's it's always a wonder. Uh, granted, it it gets put on my phone and it gets taken off my phone every year. But it's just one of the best put together apps out there for viewing golf. I mean, heck, it works better than the PGA Tour app. It works oh, better than the ESPN app uh, to watch sweet. watch content. Watch every shot, uh, you look, click on a guy on leaderboard to school, watch shots and everything. How they got I will, there. I will say this: I want them to do an addition though, where there's just a tiger cam and it just follows him around. It's like, what's Tiger doing? Oh, he's eating, and it's just a, a video camera <laughs> in his home watching him eat food. Just a hovering drone, watch. just just, I, right it just follows Tiger. <laughs> yep. I would watch that all the time. Oh, dude, I love I love the drone footage. Yeah, I love the drone footage. The one that followed Ray's Creek for a while. Yeah, yeah. just just followed the the entire time. Him and I were talking about that bar. That was awesome. Well, let's talk about our huge disappointments. I shouldn't say huge disappointment. I mean, Tiger did not disappoint. We'll get to Tiger in a second. I want to get to to Rory. Um, huge disappointment. You know, he was. He was prepping. He was showing up at Augusta. He had 19 putts. He was putting in the work. He's putting the time. It's mental. Um, it's he's put himself in a tough spot because he's gone so long. He's the pressure is building and it's building. And I don't know, you know, in every major, it's it's the it's building. And and now you put one on, it's the grand slam too. It's like I don't know how he can even sleep the week of the masters, you know, let alone perform. And I put this as a bold prediction because I kind of, you know, knowing Rory and how he performs, I I just saw it coming. I just, for whatever reason, I just think he was, you know, going to try too hard. He wanted it bad this year. He was in decent form. I mean, not maybe his best form. He's kind of hit or miss. But, you know, now he's got to wait another 365 days and then try it again. It's like, that just builds. That builds. I I don't know how, how can he loosen the weight off his shoulders to be able to show up at Augusta one year without having any sort of, you know, added pressure. Well, he can't, he's going to have to, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, you can't like, I, 
uh, I don't know. It's my guy. I like Rory. I think he's a great, I think he's the best ambassador for the game there is. I think uh, when he's, when he's on, he's, there's nobody more fun to watch. Um, But, and here's the weird thing to me. He was kind of trending. He played well at the match play. He supposedly had went up to Augusta and had like 19 putts in a round or whatever. But if you really dig into it deeper and I, well, I only picked him this week because I, I, I had to stick with my long-term pick from last year. Um, Otherwise I, I wouldn't have picked Rom either. So I'm not going to say I would have picked Rom. I would have picked, I would have picked a Spieth or something like that probably. Cause he's got a track record there, but Rory, um, you know, he's, he switched putters and he switched like drivers and stuff like all in the last month. You don't do that. If everything is, is, is like, if, if you're feeling good about your game, you're not switching a bunch of clubs and shit, you know, like look at Kepka. He's playing a Nike three iron still, you know, like, like mm-hmm. you don't just, you don't cycle through clubs. If you're f- feeling great about your game. I think though, obviously it's mental. I would say if, if Rory was asking me you know, how to fix Rory, which God, I hope he wouldn't when it came to <laughs> I would say first one, get rid of your caddy. It's time for, you know, this, his caddy's his buddy, you know, like that his caddy's is, is a buddy from like, who was a good player, I think like as a junior player or something. And, but, but like, look at Rory and majors. He does the same shit all the time. Like just get, get to the weekend is step one for Rory, you know, because if he can get to get to the weekend, he's he's got that sixty three in him more than anybody else out there. He'll pop that low number, but he struggles to make cuts sometimes at majors. Like the caddy should be sitting there at Augusta saying, "You cannot go long here. You cannot." You know, like Rory hits it in some shitty spots. Like just hit it to a spot where you can get it up and in the hole. You don't have to birdie everything. Like he made so many stupid mistakes in in you know decent weather for a lot of it. Like holy cow. What are you doing, no. man? And the one time he didn't really do that was at the 150th Open, and exactly he stole didn't do it. it. He stole it. He didn't do Kansas. it with somebody. Yeah, you know. And granted, I would say that if Cam Smith played in the same group with Rory, he would have turned it up because he, you know, you could have probably, but he was caught caught from behind. Mm-hmm. Whatever, but like, he, I don't know. Like that was that's that would be how I manage Rory. Like, let's get, let's get through Friday, you almost have to do a one day at a time with him. You know, he's not like Rom. He's not like Rom or Scheffler where they're just consistently good. He's kind of hit or miss. He's all over the place sometimes, but if you can just get him through the week to the weekend, he's got that low number in him. He does. He, he show he's shown a time and he has more backdoor top tens and majors by shooting like 64 out of nowhere than anybody, but he, but he, he has a tough time starting sometimes. I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's mental for the masters, but like, I don't know, just get him there somehow. And then let him do his thing, but I don't. It, it's super disappointing. Well, that's the whole Tiger thing. Like, just don't try to win it on Thursday. Yeah, don't try to win it on Friday. Hang in there. Your talent over four rounds of golf, seventy-two holes, will eventually show. You just have Phil. to have to be patient. Like Phil went like even one under, just kind of hung around, then shot sixty-five, and boom, he's in second place. Like Rory could do that. He did it last year. He shot sixty-four in the last round. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. I Justin, I don't. Yeah. Justin Thomas really disappointed me because he mm-hmm. is a good bad weather guy. Usually plays well in the wind. He was just went totally psychotic and bogeyed everything the last eight holes. 
Yeah, those are those two. Those two are probably the biggest disappointments out of everybody who you know who we had. You know, and then last you know as we get kind of close up here from the Masters is is we got to talk a little bit of Tiger. What you saw? Do we overreact? Do we say, "Hey, Tiger, hang it up at the Masters," or do we 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 give him a pass on the weather? Hold on, hang on. Just before we, I got, I have one major disappointment. Major, really bigger than Rory. And Justin Thomas, because it cost Sergeant? me a lot of money. Gord- because I, Gordon Sargent? Well, yeah, he was fucking awful. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, he was supposed to be so good. No, 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 no. This guy was coming off a win, and he had top 10 finishes three years in a row in the Masters. And I picked him. I had so much money riding on the one guy, Corey Connors. What a shit show. Holy cow! Do better, Corey. Drink a couple of Molsons oh. before the round or something, man. You know, Mike, Mike, you didn't do your research. What? Corey Connors has been struggling with the mini yips on chipping. Yeah, but that has been that has been documented. He he played what well, he won the tournament. He won but, a tournament. Yeah, I, I get that, but but there was talk that he has struggled with, and I saw it. He had like a he had like a forty yard shot at on well, like was it thirteen, and he chipped it right into the creek and the pin was in the back he is regarded he's not supposed to miss greens that's the whole point he's like if you watch him on tv colt no said on 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 that valer or no it was during the masters on thursday colt no said this guy never misses the middle of the club phase he's like the best ball striker out there almost him morikawa he's not supposed to miss greens that's the whole point you don't miss the green off the chip but yeah He's terrible. What the? How? I don't even care about winning the stupid ass Valero, a waste of a tournament that should just be off the tour. But like, he was top ten the last three years in the in the Masters. What the hell is going on, Corey? Okay, not a tiger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's maybe he's just not a mutter. Maybe he's not a mutter. I don't know. Um, yeah, Tiger. I I don't know. You know, Tim. Maybe you can touch on on your Tiger thoughts a little bit, but. I don't, you know, we debated this last week. We were talking about how is this going to impact? Is the is the weather going to, I was kind of under the impression that I know that it's not good for his, I thought maybe a little bit worse weather might bring him into a better chance. If it's a birdie fest, like it, if we played four rounds like Thursday, he would have no chance, in my opinion. You know, Brooks Kepka's all the, the pot, like the, the go low guys, I don't think he can hang with that kind of a golf course. So I was thinking if we get a little bit of weather, maybe Tiger can get in this ultra focus and get through it. But that clearly was not the case. I think, I think we saw the issue there too, with the bad weather. It, he's just losing footing. He's having issues just staying on top of, of his swing. Um, and then the cold and the wind and however many screws and plates he has in his body. Anytime the weather changes, you can feel it in that that plate or that screw. Like they physically feel colder. So you know that leg, it just has a weird kind of feeling or tingle to it the whole time he's out there. Um, so he's gonna he needs somewhere flat to play. He needs somewhere with with good weather. And uh, maybe he he can have a chance at making some cuts and staying in the the major for the entirety of it instead of another WD. Well, um, but the, thing, the it's weather's just the been hills terrible too. He hasn't yeah. got a good wet. Like, think about it. Masters this year, shitty. Last year, Masters, cold. Southern, Southern Hills. Hills. Southern Hills PGA for Tulsa in May was horribly cold. Like, that's terrible. Like, in the 40s, they were in, like, winter hats in Tulsa. 
you know, cold. The the best weather he's got is the freaking open, which is supposed to be the worst weather usually. Like he's had a terrible run, you know, and his foot apparently, if you, I'll go to the Jason Day story in a second, is like a bigger disaster than the Timberwolves in a huddle currently. (laughs) Wow. Like punching each other and breaking, punching walls and whatever they're doing now, the Wolves is disaster. But Jason Day was quoted today. I read it. uh, It's a, it was like a reputable quote, like, like golf magazine or something as saying that Tiger told him last year at Southern Hills, when he had to withdraw and he was limping around, one of the screws was sticking out of the skin of his foot or ankle. So I don't know if something like that happened. I think Tiger Bay said plantar fasciitis or whatever kind of gets him, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it was bad. Like, I think it, the thing that's kind of shitty about this is young people are going to look at Tiger and call him like a quitter or something now. When everybody that's old, you know, knows that he, well, he, he played with a broken leg at the U.S. Open, for God's sake. Like, he's not a quitter, he's a grinder. But he's been withdrawing so much, it just kind of looks bad. Yeah, is that three in a row? I'm trying to think. Yeah, the open was he after the cut at the Southerns. Open. So yeah, he was. He goes WD miss cut WD WD after yeah. making the cut of those three. Yeah, yeah, he doubled so, WD in the last three. He's made the cut. I mean, he's talented enough to make cuts in majors. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that are uber talented that aren't making cuts. You know, Rory, Justin Thomas. I mean. You want to say that the guy, if he can just, like he does, just hang in there and just not shoot himself out of it. Like, find a way to just hang around, hang around, have something special happen. Kind of like what Phil did this year. And I guess you never know. I I just think that, I don't think, it. I don't know if it's going to be at Augusta. I just, I can't, uh, I don't know. I got to see him actually play 72 holes at Augusta once with that foot. Yeah, I think you just get the man a scooter. Just get him a scooter. If he can make the walk. And he's too proud to ever ask for anything like that. You know he'll never will. They had to get one of those those, uh, little kid hoverboards. He just kind of steps on and just, (laughs) you know, goes to to the ball. And I don't know. I don't know. He's too prideful, too, to take any sort of carts or anything. So I don't know what to to say about it. I don't know how it's going to fit. He clearly states that it's never going to get better. So it's like at that point, what do you – you know, where, where, how can you, th- I don't know. I just have a really negative thought with him right now. I just, I just don't have any proof that he can actually finish a tournament. I mean, he finished the Genesis, but that's kind of a flat oasis. So I don't know. I don't know. You guys are probably a little bit more positive on him than I am, but I, I think he's talented. I think he hit a ball. I just, I can't watch him move anymore. I just, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. So. You know, you're still glued to the TV anytime he's on it, though. Oh, for Again, sure. A Tiger Cam would have more viewership than than Liv. So he's still the most influential I, golfer um, on the planet. And even before he WD'd, I, there's one area that I just I need to see more from him, and it's not how he hits it. I just have not seen anything from his putter. I mean, it's, he, he made like two putts outside of 10 feet at Augusta. You know, it's like, come on, Ike Tiger. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, win a major or compete, and I shouldn't say win a major, but at least compete and get in the contention, you gotta make some putts. My goodness, I haven't seen. I, I have no confidence that he's gonna make anything. So, well, should we move on? Should we finish this baby up? 
What do you guys think? Anything else from the Masters before we wrap up? Nothing. Jim's Jim Nance's voice sexy as ever. Anything else? When is Vern when is Vern Lundquist gonna kick the bucket? I love hearing his voice on 16. I wish he was more excited about the Sahith. I thought he would reference something with Tiger in the moment. He never did. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I think the only the thing that I miss most too coming out of the Masters, obviously it's a great week. Uh, is Chris Vernon's raps. I, I wish he would do more of the what's going on at Augusta raps for other golf tournaments, at least do them for the majors. <laughs> I don't think he's a golf guy. I think he's just, you no, know, he's, he's yeah. basketball. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's basketball. basketball he's Memphis, right? Memphis Grizzlies. I just want his hype crew to follow me around. I think I could get a lot more done in my day if I could just get the like the hype crew that he has in the, the costumes just to follow me around. Just showing up at the, at showing up at the, at the therapist with, with this, the crew there, try to hawk some drugs to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's get that him to do off putting to hey, any patients. I got a good one. Let's have, let's have him do a cameo. Does he do cameos? I don't Let's know. pay him 150 bucks to do a cameo of our, of us three at, <laughs> at the um, at the qualifier. There we As go. He down the thing. So you know, so, you know, where's Tim at? You know, um, it's a bogey party. <laughs> it's a bogey party. <laughs> that would be amazing. Tim might, to, be, Tim might be changing qualifying sites. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, I uh, there's a, a possible work meeting. Uh, it hasn't been finalized yet, but it's on those dates. So I might have to change my my site. Oh, I'm still waiting. So okay. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. All right, let's finish this out. RBC Heritage, elevated event. I don't know how they possibly can schedule that after me, after I'm even exhausted. I don't even know if I want to watch golf this week. These guys got to play another week of golf. I mean, think of all that grinding through the crappy weather, all the waiting around. Now they're all these guys were asked to come play more golf. So I, I don't know how it's going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume there's going to be a couple of guys out there that in a normal week, you would want to pick them. I don't know this week if they are quite mentally there they are physically there even. So, well, it's a short drive at least it's what uh, yeah. 130 miles. Yeah. So light travel, which is good. But the mental exhaustion of the Masters, I mean, holy crap. That is unlike anything else. So let's do a – we're going to do top – we're going to each do three picks. Uh, you know, we're at the Hilton Head Shot Makers course. Don't necessarily think distance. Spieth won last year. Like we talk about Shot Makers, got to work the ball a little bit. Tight, narrow, fun little small greens. I think they're the smallest greens behind Pebble. Is that right, Tim? Yeah, they are minuscule. Okay, so super small. Um, and we're going to go top. Mike, what do we decide on picks? I think you got that. We're going uh, one from the top 19, 120 through 40, and one over 40. All right, let's do our over 40, kind of our guys that are diamonds in the rough, sleepers, if you will. Anybody want to start on their sleeper? I have another common theme. I think themes is going to be the rest of the year. I'm going to try to do these. I went with best best greens in regulation just because we know they're small greens. So if we're hitting it onto the putting surface, it should be a fairly short putt. So that's one common theme. I'm also going with zero course knowledge as my other common theme because 
then they won't have PTSD uh, of hitting it into the woods at Harbortown. And maybe that'll work out to my advantage. We'll see. So we've got one excellently thought out stat and one absolutely not thought out stat at all. Um, but for my sleeper play, a guy that currently is ninth in greens and reg, and that's Batia. Ashke. Wow. Ashke. Ashke. Deep, yeah. deep sleeper. When I think tight golf golf course keeping the ball in play, I do not think of him. <laughs> it's not that tight. Well, the greens my, are small. My guy is also a deep sleeper. He's nowhere near number forty. He's number eighty-four in the OWGR, but he has been trending. He has got in his last two events he played. He didn't play Augusta. He has a fifth place finish and a sixth place finish. His caddy is a friend of the pod. That's Wyndham Clark. Wyndham All Clark, right. baby, let's yes. go. Come All on. Right. Hopefully I thought you might. Huh? I thought you could ride the Denny McCarthy train again. I thought about week. it. I like Denny, too. <laughs> I like Denny. He's my guy. All right. uh, I just so hope, I just hope Wyndham kicks Wyndham. Tim's ass at ping pong this summer. We can set that up. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to pick Wyndham. I like that. Hell, yeah. Well, I'm going I'm going for my uh, the, the postman. Three top tens and four starts. He likes those kind of, you know, he's not long. He's very accurate, you know, decent putter of the ball. So I think this kind of course obviously fits him well. Um, I think he played okay. I think he made, did he make the cut at the Masters? I thought he did off the top. Uh, of the a, lot of, a lot of people call Harbortown the uh, the TPC deer run of the <laughs> South. So There you go. There you go. Well, he did take 34 in the Masters. So he did, he did, he did make the cut, played yeah. decent. Postman. So. Yeah, take Andy's the post a He's from down there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, Tim, what about your middle tier? Uh, I'm I'm shocked we're not. Is is Novak in this this week? I didn't even check for our break eighty bump, folks. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about the break eighty bump, but Novak. Let's let me check while you're doing your pick. I'll check. All right. So the other guy, a little bit worse, greens and rag tenth in greens and rag. Little higher ranking though. Not a sleeper anymore, but also no course knowledge. So never played here, um, but has had a, a pretty decent year as a, a newcomer to the tour. And that's Tom Kim. Okay. Wait, no, 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 no. Is he, uh, is he inside the top 19? Tom Kim is 19th. The first, the first, the first <laughs> one is 19th. top 19. 19th. You can't take Tom Kim. I was going to take Tom just... Kim in that, in that one. That's why I know. Is like, that what you made it 19th? Yeah, he's nineteenth now. He can't. You well, can't uh, you, take him. We'll come back 18th. to you, cheater. That's why I like Patrick Reed. I uh, I like your thinking though. I think Tom Kim does well there. It's a perfect course for him. Um, uh, Andrew Novak is in the field, by the way. He'll be seeking to make his make the cut for the fourth straight event. Uh, I am going to go. Well, okay. Full disclosure here. I I have crossed out three different people on my sheet right now. I was going to take Shane Lowry, but I think Jeff's, that's going to be Jeff's guy. I don't want to give it away, but we'll let you can talk about him in a second. And then I had Corey. I was going to go back to the Corey Connors. Well, <laughs> after you cursed him out, you can't take he's got him. He's got T21, T4, and T12. But after you told me he can't chip, like he chips worse than us, I crossed him out. And then I was going to go to the Tom Kim, like Tim, like Tim did. But then I realized he's in rank 19 now. So finally, we're going to go to a guy. I have no idea of his, uh, of his, uh, track record on this golf course. I didn't even look because I literally just picked them out like two minutes ago. 
but I love I could watch him hit I could watch him hit irons on replay over and over and over again. And he is he is trending pretty well. That's Jesus of the Fairway, Tommy Fleetwood. Ooh. Okay. Well, I'm, I got I did go Shane Lowry three top tens in the last four starts. Played decent at the at the Masters. I just find you know I'm a big I'm a big recent form and history guy. Somewhat um, got to show one of the other or both is I is ideal for me. So I'm going to go Shane Lowry. All right, last round, top nineteen. Tim, what do you got? I'm Kim. <laughs> you going Tom? I'm going to go, go with a guy that has had. You're going Tom Kim for the. No, the who, who, are I, take, who are you taking? I've 20 got a redo. To 40? Who I've got a redo on this? A guy that got a lot of rest this last week, but is really surging here in 2023, and that's Ricky Fowler. Is he playing in this event? He should be. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is that your? Is that your 40? That's 20 to 40. 20 to 40. Okay. 20 to 20. Technically, is 58th, but I, I'm that's assuming okay. you can go. You can go. You can go over. You 40. can always go over. You can always we go, go over. worse. All right, my my last player, my my upper tier, my top player, first in greens and rag. Zero course knowledge, first time playing it, uh, but a, a guy that just wasn't making putts um, during the Masters, but showed really really good ball striking, and I think that's going to play to his advantage when he puts on the more beautiful tartan jacket of of the RBC Heritage, and that's uh, that's Scheffler. We're going Scotty. <laughs> How many times this year have you picked Scotty Scheffler? Like last year, it's, it's like he it's rarely like... he rarely disappoints me. <laughs> no, he's oh. like that. He's he's a little shot maker. He's one of the players that's kind of you know another little short work the ball around. That's that's a good pick, Mike. Who do you got? Well, uh, Rory disappointed. Then he then he withdrew. So I I haven't you know. We're going to have to go back to one of my other boys here. One of my other guys who's starting to finally, if you may recall, podcast regulars, I made this call last year before the Masters that this guy was going to be top 10 in the world by about this time this year. And he has slowed down a little bit, but lately he's been finding his form again. He was in the finals of the match play. He was uh, played well at the Masters. He's up to like, I don't even know what something. He's in the top 15 now in the OWGR. Another swing I could watch on repeat over and over again. I've never Tim, been able to duplicate it ever in the in, in a range or a simulator because I can't pause hey, long enough. Tim, Tim can Cam smoke Young. a cigarette. Tim can smoke a cigarette before he finishes the swing. Cam Young, baby. The pause. <laughs> he, he does it on chips and pitches, too. You ever watch him pitch a golf ball? He pauses on the pitches. But he's trending. Wow. And I think he got like seventh place in this tournament last year. All right. I, I didn't really see that coming. I guess I don't really picture him like, a, you know, playing well in a venue like this, but he can ball strike. Um, And I'm just going to go with the steady guy. It's Mr. Slow play himself. Mr. DeWalt. Get the tools out. Um, Top seven in four to five starts. I mean, and then melt multiple. Took, uh, lost a speed in a playoff last year. I, you know, played, played okay this week. I know he was in a position, I think he had he had a really nice start on Saturday, just kind of fizzled out, couldn't get a lot of momentum. So we're gonna go Patrick Cantley. Uh, you know, kind of just put one out there. He had a lot of greens, very accurate. 
and hope that uh, one of it, we are on a cold streak, guys. When is the last time been a long we had time. some sort of win? I don't know, but Cantlay, of... Cantlay got second last year. Well, lost in a playoff, technically. He did not get beat over 72 holes. He lost his speeds in the playoff. Okay, well, and 73 he has, holes. And he has two T3s and a T7. He owns that course. So Yeah. So... And I believe, I'm pretty sure after watching Augusta, DeWalt must have upped up the money because not only was the hat one side logo, now it was two side logo and the bag, the DeWalt Symmetry. bag, DeWalt staff bag. <laughs> I think we've underestimated Patrick Cantlay's, you know, ability to get sponsors because he's got Goldman Sachs, DeWalt. When the sweater came out, that was Delta Airlines and Cisco Systems, whatever it is. That's big money. Cantlay knows what he's doing. I think he's going to give him more credit. DeWalt's like, we can build you a deck before he can read his spot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's the saying. Guys, it's done. So, I don't know. I still can't figure out why he wears dry joys from like five years ago. But when they would, I'm sure they would gladly give the fourth ranked player in the world some new premieres. But, you know. Hey, you got to wear what you like. So that's all I got. I'm I'm out of it. Uh, it's been a fun week. Golf is is fun to watch, man. I was exhausted. You know, you think back at, you get so jacked. It's so fun to watch. And then you just kind of like need a little week off to, to kind of recoup from all the all the golf that you watch. And hopefully now we get to start doing a little bit of playing as the snow melts, get out ourselves, start playing some rounds, yeah, tracking to see if our off season, whatever we did is starting to help. We'll see. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, anything else before we close boys? No, there's courses opening in the Metro this week, which is perfect. It's getting warm. Tim, anything, any courses that you know, specifically Creek's Bend? Um, um, what was I gonna say? What's the one we're doing our qualifier? Highland Nationals Creek opening Bend on is Wednesday. open. Well, and, uh, um, Montgomery National for the most part is going to start to be open as of Wednesday. Uh, so check out twincitiesgolf.com. All right, we'll do up to date course openings. White, as always, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's uh, Masters week is over. So RIP Masters until next year. Thanks for listening. Help us out with any sort of follows, likes, things that you can in any way, shape, or form. You guys got any plans to write anything on Substack soon? I should. I haven't run that one forever, so I should probably do it. Yeah, I'll figure something out. Okay, Mike will get you something here and there. Illegal golf clubs. <laughs> the best. That, the best of illegal golf clubs. All right, that's Tim. The next one. I love it. All right. With that being said, the difference between seventy-nine and eighty is everything. Maybe today's the day I break 80 Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading No OB and no bogeys I gotta keep it on the 80, it's the gold G. Well, you hit it on one Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 Break 80 Break 80 Break 80. Break 80. In your life have you seen anything like that?